coming up. I have no doubt that Ross Harris murdered his son. Um, anyone that looks at the totality of the circumstances, I think, would reach that conclusion. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. A Cobb County father who left his toddler son in a hot car may be getting out of prison soon as the Georgia Supreme Court overturns Ross Harris's murder conviction. Tonight, Ross Harris remains in prison but is no longer sentenced to life without parole after the Supreme Court of Georgia overturned his murder conviction for the death of his son Cooper. From day one, we've, we've maintained that Ross was innocent and that the strategy of painting Ross to be a philanderer or someone that was unfaithful to his wife had nothing to do with the love that he had for Cooper. I'm joined now by WXIA 11 Alive reporter, Caitlin Ross. Thanks for being here with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Caitlin, let's talk about what happened with Ross Harris back in 2014 and his young, his toddler's son. This was a a huge case. It got national headlines and I know you've been covering it since since the beginning, right? Exactly. So in 2014, we had gotten a call about a child who was left in a hot car. And at first, when we cover these cases, you automatically assume tragic accident, tragic mistake, horrifying situation. 22-month-old Cooper had been in the car, his father's car, after his dad went to work at the Home Depot here in Atlanta. He was in that car for seven hours and his father was driving down the street when he then pulled over and passersby called 911. The investigation launched immediately after that, and it soon became clear that there was more to this case than just a tragic accident. And then, Caitlin, a a lot of that played into Ross Harris's private life and a lot of information that ultimately came up in, in the trial. Some of it did, some of it didn't. Uh, and it also relates very directly to what's happened most recently. But tell us about the trial and what we learned and the investigation. Exactly. So initially, he was charged with just murder for the negligent act of leaving his child in the hot car. But as prosecutors began to investigate his private life and messages that they had sent, they very quickly added a malicious murder charge onto his case. That's because they found messages with a number of women. Ross Harris was married at the time, and they found messages with a number of women, a number of underage women, and explicit messages. They found evidence that he had searched child-free lifestyle on a computer. They found evidence that he was thinking about what his life would look like if he had never had children. And so they really thought that that spoke to motive and started building a case that this had been an intentional murder instead of just an accident. And then ultimately, when Ross Harris went to trial a few years later, I believe it was 2016, uh, what sort of charges was he facing at that point? I mean, lewd messages that were sent to, to minors were involved, right? Yes. So they made the interesting decision to charge this entire case together. So those cases were not severed. He was tried both on the malicious murder charges against his son. And there were two other lesser charges in there as well with uh, reckless conduct and child abuse. And then there was also these sexually explicit messages that were sent to minors at the time. And so those were all charged together. They were all brought to trial together. And the prosecutors weaved this case using those messages to prove both aspects of the trial. So both the murder charge and then those sexually explicit messages to minors were woven in together to create a picture of what the prosecution said happened. 
And the jury bought it. The jury unanimously found him guilty on all charges, including malicious murder, which carries a life sentence here in Georgia. And, and the defense maintained, and they just stuck to 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 their side of the story, that, that all of that shouldn't have been included, right? That it really had nothing to do with what happened, and it was still just a terrible accident. Exactly. From the jump, day one probable cause hearing that I covered, the defense attorneys were saying this is not related to the relationship that he had with his son. There was a really memorable quote in the beginning of the trial where they had said, you can prove all day long that Ross Harris is a bad person, but you cannot prove that he was a bad father. They presented a lot of evidence that he had a strong relationship with his son, Cooper, that he cared deeply about him, that he was really invested in being a dad. And even to this day, Ross Harris's ex-wife, Leanna, who divorced him while he was in prison after all of the evidence of that messaging and those affairs came out, she still maintains that he was a good father and that this was a tragic accident. So she was, even after all of that evidence, she was really in line with the defense's claim that those messages were not related to Cooper's death. And Caitlin, just to underscore how big a deal this trial was back in 2016 and, and locally, uh, it, it was moved out of Cobb County, right, to Brunswick, Georgia? Exactly. They had to move the trial about three and a half hours away because there was just way too much publicity. This was all over the front page of every newspaper, led every newscast in Atlanta for months. And so they did try to seat a jury in Cobb County and very quickly found that was not going to be possible. So they moved it to Brunswick, Georgia, coastal Georgia, and the entire Cobb County DA's office prosecuting the case, the defense, all of the witnesses, the judge, the reporters, all of us pretty much moved down there for the trial. But as you said, Ross Harris was found guilty. He's been behind bars facing life in prison. But behind the scenes, his lawyers clearly have been have been uh, appealing this case. Right. And it's recently there have been there's been a major development with the Georgia Supreme Court. The Georgia Supreme Court has overturned the murder conviction. They did not touch those sexual abuse charges for sending the messages to the minors. The defense attorneys didn't appeal those, but they overturned every charge relating to Cooper's death, saying that the prosecution really overstepped, that the judge, the trial judge, uh, abused the authority of her position by allowing these messages in. And that from the get-go, this was inappropriate, and those messages should have never been admitted as evidence. Uh, interesting to point out, this was not a unanimous overturn. This was a 6-3 majority. And all of the judges wrote that the prosecution may have, and I'll highlight that, may have had enough without those messages to convict Ross Harris of murder. But they said, if you want to convict him of murder, you have to do it without the messages. I'm assuming that this decision came as a surprise to a lot of people. Very much so. Although we could read a few of the tea leaves during a hearing earlier this year, the chief judge had gotten on with the new Cobb County district attorney and was asking some very pointed questions about some of the messages that were presented at trial, including a really shocking moment where they showed uh, an explicit message that Ross Harris had sent of himself on a blown up poster board to the entire jury. And the chief justice said, you know, was that really necessary? Did a picture of his genitals prove that he murdered his child? And so looking at those questions, legal experts were asking after that hearing, is it, is it possible that this is going to be overturned? Now, the defense attorney who I interviewed said he knew from the beginning that this was going to be overturned. He said, you only had to look at legal precedent to understand that this evidence was never going to be admitted. 
But I interviewed the lead prosecutor on the case, and he said they absolutely believe that those messages point to motive, and it was appropriate to include them in their case. And, and uh, since have you spoken to prosecutors since, since this decision came down from the Supreme Court, the Georgia Supreme Court? Yes, and they are strident. They say that they would not change a thing. If they had to retry the case today, they would try it the same way. If the Cobb County District Attorney decides to retry the case, they won't be able to present it in the same way because they're going to have these guardrails now that the Georgia Supreme Court has given them in terms of how much evidence they're allowed to include with those messages. The prosecutors who tried that case, uh, all three of them have since left the Cobb County District Attorney's Office, but the one prosecutor who I interviewed is just down the street in another county. He's also the chief assistant district attorney there, and he says he stands by the case that they tried. He thinks they did everything right, and he has no doubt in his mind that Ross Harris murdered his son. The evidence is what it is. We follow the evidence where it takes us. That's what we do in homicide investigations and prosecutions. And um, uh, we felt confident, felt like we could put our best foot forward. We believe that we did. Uh, we believe that at the trial level, we obtained justice for Cooper. The defendant was initially charged uh, only with felony murder based on, on cruelty. Um, it only became a malice murder um, case when we started digging a little deeper and finding out that his malicious intent was deeply embedded in some of his messages and some of his other behaviors. I sincerely hope and pray um, that justice will be served again uh, for Cooper and that my colleagues with the Cobb District Attorney's Office um, will continue the quest to get justice for Cooper. Where does this all go from here? I know that Ross Harris remains behind bars for a period of time, certainly, for the for the other charges against him. Right. So he will have to serve 12 years was the sentence that he got for those sexually explicit messages. In Georgia, the parole matrix is a little bit complicated. So it's going to be up to the parole board when he gets out of jail on those charges. The Cobb County District Attorney, though, is going to have to decide whether or not to retry this case. This was not a case without a significant amount of controversy when it was first tried. It was enormously expensive to move the case to Brunswick. The defense brought in really expensive experts. The prosecution brought in expensive experts. The judge had to stay in Brunswick the entire time. And so there was a lot of speculation about how much money was being spent at the time. And the DA is going to have to make those calculations again, whether or not it's worth it to go through a trial all over again. Or do they try and strike some kind of deal with Ross Harris, possibly plead him down to a lesser charge, see if he'll accept that, and then who knows how long he'll end up in prison. And just to wrap up, this is one of those cases that these horrific events happen where where it's determined that it was indeed an accident. In those cases, often it could be a manslaughter charge or something like that, right? And that could have been the case here. Right. It really is up to the police and the prosecutor's discretion in cases like that. There are a number of cases where a child will die in a hot car and they're never charged. And the defense used an advocacy group that supports families who have these tragic accidents happen, saying that this happens on average about once a week in the United States from spring until fall. And you don't see these high profile prosecutions very often. So it really is up to the discretion of the court whether or not they even press charges in these cases that it's deemed to be an accident. Caitlin Ross at WXIA 11 Alive in Atlanta. Thanks again for talking to us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. A quick programming note. Throughout the month of July, we'll be on a slightly revised schedule. We'll have new episodes on Mondays only. We'll be taking a, a bit of time off, and we'll be back in August with new episodes five days a week, Monday through Friday. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.